Hi, I'm Matt. Hi, I'm Tammy. Hi, I'm Guido. Hi, I'm Allie. And this is Quad Pro Quo. Your birthday coming up? Yes. Yeah. We're gonna have a Friendsgiving. A Friendsgiving. What's the main dish at your birthday, Guido? Oh yeah, turkey. I'm gonna make a turkey. Did you take the Literally turkey out? Back. I'm gonna take the turkey out tonight. How big is the turkey? The turkey is like twenty pounds. Oh, so it's an actual Friendsgiving. Well, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it doesn't have to be. We can have turkey and whatever I was other sides we want some to. Some of my favorite foods. I was gonna bring cakes and a blanket. Well, no, okay. you said you were going to do that because we announced, I, I told you, because um, our one friend commented what he was going to bring, and then I said what other people were going to bring. And I said, some, motherfucker, that's my side that I bring. Somebody, I knew you were going to say something. Somebody else has already mentioned that they were going to bring mac and cheese. I was like, oh, shit. Who's bringing mac and cheese? It was um, like the first, uh, first day I put up the Facebook event, and then that particular person... Posted they were coming and that they were bringing mac and cheese. <laughs> and Allie always makes mac and cheese. I, I mean, do. I'm just gonna. I'm just Someone's bringing shrimp. Maybe you guys can bring mac and cheese. I'm kind of at a loss because I no, usually. I don't want to deal I, with that. You know me. I usually do mains. I've never done sides. Yeah. Well, I kind of put like parameters on what people needed to bring because I put you know. Three spots like mashed, for ass, Do you want like mashed potatoes like, or like yeah, mashed potatoes. one main and then Someone's three spots for sides and desserts? Okay. But you know, I'm going to make a beautiful turkey. Is there going to be stuffing? Turkey. Are you going to stuff the stuffing in the stuffing? Or stuff the stuffing in the turkey? I don't really eat stuffing. Do you want to put a turkey in the turkey? I love stuffing. Are you serious? It's my favorite part of Thanksgiving. Why don't we put nothing? You're the first person. Oh my gosh. You're in the stuffing? Oh yeah. How about oyster stuffing? No. No. And I like... I literally was talking about it with a coworker of mine when we were at Thanksgiving because he was saying how he likes the stuffing like crispy and like almost like overdone. And I'm like, no, I want it basically sopping wet. Like I want it just like wet bread. Is this the friend that was at your birthday? No. No, that was Greg. (laughs) He's so nice. He had such a good time. If you make the stuffing, put it in the bird. So you can, any stuffing, mushroom stuffing. Then no, I don't want to do it. (laughs) What, what, What kind of stuffing do you want? No, I can yeah, I can make stuff. Your mom made stuffing for Thanksgiving for us this year, and she made it in a crock pot, and it was real good. Because I I was not comfortable stuffing when you put it in a bird. It's very like if you don't do it right, you can get sick. Yeah. We were making the bird, and then Matt's mom brought stuffing in a crock pot. And it was real good, and it was like it was like a little bit soppy and gross, and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> made it just for you. Dude, when I used to, when I was in college, my friend and I used to go to Wendy's late at night after like getting super drunk. We would get fries and then sit in the same car and she would eat all the really crispy fries and I would eat the super soggy fries. What? <laughs> Ugh. Then you would love the McDonald's by our house. Oh my God. They have the soggiest cold that one fries. Right up, right up there? Yeah. I don't want them yes. cold, but I want them like. I don't like them. Undercooked. It's the same way I like I like bread. I like bread a little bit like you know when you like fries. press into bread and it doesn't bounce back right away because it's not fully cooked. That's what I like. <laughs> I like uncooked stuff. Do you like al dente pasta? Yeah, okay. I like raw meat. Like I will eat. Yeah, beef tartare. Beef tartare all the yeah. way. I had a, I I knew of a, a person that got mad cow disease, and I am terrified now to what? eat. I'd be happy to go out that way. That's fine. No, no, you wouldn't. I know, I know. How no. do they survive this? They, do, they don't. They don't. You can't it's like getting rabies. You can't diagnose it until you're dead. Like on autopsy, they can't confirm it until so you're dead. It's like CTE. Uh, what, can you describe his end of days? They're very confused. Like almost dementia-like. Like rabies. So that's why we don't see that certain friend around your house anymore. <laughs> it, was, it was really sad. The, re- the the issue with beef tartare that you could get sick is because they put raw egg in it, so you get salmonella. salmonella. That's the okay. issue with, with raw beef. I don't believe that. I saw Rocky drink, like, raw eggs all oh, the time, I've, and he's fine. I've eaten so much raw cookie dough in my life. I have never, and I've eaten beef tartare. I'm fine. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, all good. Is there going to be, like, iced tea at your party to drink? <laughs> Only cold as cool as ice. Cool as ice. Cool as ice. I used to have an iced tea sweatshirt and I wore it in high school. It was from his brand called Icewear and it was amazing. All right, Matt, what uh, what's your movie? My movie came out in 1991. The movie is called Ricochet. Because that's how it starts. The music is all. Dun, dun, 
Denzel Washington, John Lithgow, Ricochet. Meeting once was a mistake. Meeting twice will be murder. They even describe guns in this movie, Guido, so I'm sure you loved this movie. The music is very intense. I mean, yeah. And who directed this movie? It's directed by Russell Mulcahy. And what else did he direct? Well, he directed he directed The Shadow, Ooh. starring Alec Baldwin and the Shadow uh, and uh, Tim Curry and uh, okay. Sir Ian McKellen. Um, and well, no, I want to get to that later. Oh, you want to get to the other movie yes, he directed? The later. other movie okay. that he directed. All later. right. It now opens on the shot of the stars of our movie. We have one of the greatest actors of all time. Of all time. Playing basketball with Denzel Washington. I am talking about Ice T. Yo, so excited. Detective Finn Tutuola. Finn Tutuola. But he is not playing a cop in this. He is playing. He's actually rather typecast because of his uh, rap persona and um, his history as a uh, criminal in this. But he is playing. He is playing basketball with his childhood friend, played by mm-hmm. Denzel Washington, a young Denzel Baby Washington. Baby Denzel. Uh, mm. Hold on, I gotta sit here and wait and just let them just oh. fawn over him for a minute. One slid off the chair. Oh my god. Tammy, are you okay? I, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was just daydreaming. What's that line from Righteous Jumpsons? <laughs> Lightning bolt right to my slit. No, you're gonna, I wouldn't sit in that chair, it's all wet <laughs> and soaked through. So, it's in, this is oh, in, Judy. this is in, uh, Mid-80s Los Angeles. They're playing basketball. It's in Den- Watts. In Watts. Watts. It's Denzel Washington, Ice-T, another large African-American gentleman, and of course, someone who is known for athletic prowess, Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack. Is that the little guy from Grumpy Old Man? The Grumpy little guy Old from Man. Grumpy Old Man, the little guy from Casino, the little... He's in, currently in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. He's that guy. He's in a lot of movies. He's great. I love him. He is one of the most. He is one of the most famous, like that guy. He is a great. Because the fact that we actually know his name. He's in this movie with Jamie Lee Curtis, where the kids lock them in the basement because they're going to get divorced. What is that movie called? Parents arrest or something like that. House arrest, something like that. So good. (laughs) So uh, close your eyes and picture police officer. Do you do you think of this guy? Or he's the guy in Wayne's World too, who has the weird mm-hmm. eye. Meanwhile, they're they're playing basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a street pickup game, two on two, which is ridiculous because it's real. It's like really funny. Like you can watch it. I wrote this down. Like you can notice when they're going and showing like the action scenes of basketball. Oh my gosh. They are clearly not the same people. Like yeah. like they could, doubles. I mean, and the basketball has way too much air in it. I'd also okay, like to point so out Ice T's amazing curly hair. In this oh movie. my, yeah, yes. he's, got, he's got the long, long hair. He has a hat on. He and I gotta be he's saying, he looks the glow. same. Yeah, I, I'm I pretty mean, sure that not age, I'm that pretty man. sure that is his hair. So the fact that he always puts it up in a braid. Oh, it is because when he first comes on to SVU, when he first comes on as Finn in like the fir- end of the first season, his hair is long. He just ties it back into like a ponytail. So he's <sighs> always had that kind of longer hair. Why did I think he was bald? No, because usually before SVU, he was always wearing a ski cap. I thought he was bald now, and he he had that long hair. It starts out as a friendly game. It looks like Ice-T and his buddy are going to beat Denzel and Kevin Pollack. Denzel ends up winning, and they're like, okay, PK, way to go. PK is what what Ice-T calls Denzel. Because it stands for Preacher's Kid, which we'll go to a little bit later. But uh, then when the game is over, Denzel sees Ice-T walk into his car. He's like, oh, new rock. Corvette. He's like, oh, wow. New new ride, Odessa? That's Ice-T's name, Odessa. He's like, got a new car, Odessa? It's new to me, man. Uh Uh-huh. Trouble with the ignition, huh? Only trouble is, you know, turn on so many ladies, I ain't got nothing left for my wheels, you know what I'm saying? Kristen's just like, oh, ice. Scotty's so smooth. Smooth as fuck, ice. Smooth, but not as smooth as Denzel. Yes, because meanwhile, there are also ladies that are watching at this basketball court and reading Moby Dick because yeah. like, I do what? that all the time they're in college they're in grad school I get it and why are they on a basketball court in Watts reading Moby Dick 
I don't know. So they can have some really serious pickup lines. But then, to meet their future, <laughs> to meet their like, future hot-ass husband like, of Denzel. Denzel comes up to her, he's like, ah, you know, I wrote Moby Dick, huh? I wrote a dissertation on that, or I wrote a thesis on that in college. He's like, oh, are you an Englishman? Are you an English uh, English major? He's like, no, I'm a lawyer. He's like, I'm thinking about running for president and going to be the first black president unless Jesse Jackson beats me to it. This is one of the smoothest pickup scenes I have he ever seen. He gives her a ticket. He and then he says, "Oh, and here's my, oh, my because dad. Like, because I can, yes, yeah, I can because sorry, uh, Ice T is a criminal." <sighs> Would you and, all respond well to that? Yes. Ice T is a criminal, and Denzel. Denzel said anything like that to me, I'd be like. Oh, yes. I have a note later for when he's a lawyer that I'll say later. But if handcuffs are involved, yes, Denzel. Denzel standing me. there in his white britches, oh, we staring at yet. me. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> yes, because we find out yes. we find out that Denzel is and Kevin Pollock are both beat cops. They're both cops. police officers. Yes. yes. What's a beat cop? Well, you know they're they're. They're like street cops. Yeah, they oh, just walk okay. a beat. They're uniforms. So they're, uniform, not de- they're not detectives. They wear uniforms. They they patrol, patrol. an area. They, yeah. partner, they walk again, their beat. is a really tiny man. They got a patrol. Really they got a patrol car. Sense. They would like stop people for traffic stops and stuff like that. Like they're not detectives or anything like that. Okay. The next scene is uh, later that later in the evening. They're at work. They're patrolling a, uh, a like a block party. For the 1984 Olympics, which mm-hmm. were in Los Angeles. I thought it was like a carnival. Yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah, but to raise for, like, the Olympics. Oh. To, like, raise money for, like, for the Olympics. Like, the different areas of Los Angeles. Because, like, cities get bid. They bid for the Olympics. You get your Olympic bid nominated. And then if you get the Olympics, you get it eight years out. You have eight years to prepare for an Olympic ceremony. Allison is an Olympic expert, in case you didn't know. I love the Olympics. She can talk about the Olympics. <laughs> I do. For hours. was the summer olympics in los angeles so yes that's true <laughs> so meanwhile they're, they're they're patrolling this carnival this fundraiser little known fact about kevin pollock he actually started as a stand-up and he was like basically um really good in impersonations and one of his best impersonations is william shatner so of course he has to do a william shatner impersonation but then not only is this carnival happening Ooh, yeah. something more sinister is happening in the building Right overlooking the carnival. <laughs> a drug deal between Hispanic cartel of that guys and an Asian cartel of that. They're like, they're both like 80s. I wrote minority that guys. Yeah. <laughs> I That's wrote true. Vargas the Spanish mob, question mark, or the Asian mob. Because the one, the one Hispanic guy was in like Lost World Jurassic Park. The other Hispanic guy was in like is in everything. Then there was the Asian guy who I, I recognize him from ER. Like they were just like every that guy, but they were minorities. <laughs> and then a car pulls up to Ugh. that building. Who can it be? Two doors open. One is this little guy. His name is Kim. I, his character's name is Kim. He's annoying. I hate him. The most annoying character ever. His name's Kim. Yeah, his name is Kim. Ugh. So hard. But apparently he's like the, the henchman or like the hype man for villain of the movie. It's John Lithgow. John Lithgow does play bad people. Yeah. Like I said, I feel like he's played more bad people than he's played good people. Well, you know. like Because he's bad in Cliffhanger, right? Yeah. And then he's bad in Dexter. <laughs> he plays a great bad guy here. So well, like he looks just like Dr. Emilio Lazardo in uh, Buckaroo Bonsai. I didn't need the red hair. Don't need that. For me, for me, like really, my only exposure for John Lithgow uh, prior to this was like Third Rock from the Sun and Harry and the Hendersons. So I'm like, I'm thinking this guy is like. It was Footloose for me. He's the preacher. Oh, shit. Yeah, Footloose. I never, no, I never saw Footloose. I didn't care. You never saw Footloose? I never saw the Footloose. Original? You never have. No. Shame on you. Yeah. It's such a good movie. Kevin Bacon's upset. I, I, I don't need to see it. I'll just listen to Chris Pratt talk about it in Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's a better representation <sighs> of the movie. Dance Off, bro. Dance Off. So cute. Okay, keep going. So, <laughs> apparently, John Lithgow has been hired to, as a hitman, kill everyone in this drug deal that's happening upstairs. To which his buddy is about to unlock the door. He's like, you fucking idiot! Do you want them to know it was an inside job? He smashes the window. He goes up in there, blows away the two Chinese, or the two Asian folks. 
folks. <laughs> Asian, ga- Asian gangsters. Super violent. With a shotgun. With a shotgun. The, the blood is insane. Meanwhile, them in half. Meanwhile, meanwhile, like, nobody hears anything down Well, the, no, no, Nobody hears anything yet. Well, so, a sh- the shotgun goes off, but yeah, I guess they're popping balloons and all this sort of stuff. There's, like, like firecrackers. Yeah. I feel like Denzel hears, like, a thing. Like, because no, he turns and goes like this. It yeah. throws a body 20 feet. <laughs> He doesn't, because Denzel doesn't hear anything until the Hispanic guys come back into the room because the one had to use the bathroom. He hired Den, or John Lithgow to kill the other guys. Right. When really, John Lithgow was hired to kill everybody. Gracias. And then John Lithgow's like, Denada. Boom. Do we ever Boom. find out who hired no, John Lithgow? No, we don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's, that's when Denzel's like, go cover the back. I heard that. They both heard it, him and K- KP, K and Pollock. K- yeah, so Pollock goes and handles the little guy, whereas he gives him a run for his money because they're both little guys fighting each other. Yeah. Little guys. Little t- John Lithgow jumps out the window. Jumps out but the window. Yeah, here's the thing. Why? Why does he, he jump out the window? He didn't look. He just leapt out a window. <laughs> yeah. He just leapt out a window here. Like, think about it. The situation doesn't call for he him could. to make a great escape from here. He just fucking leapt out a perfectly good window well, without looking before it. He, he could have been. He could have ran down the steps with with uh, the little guy. Yeah. With Kim, yeah. and then he could have just blown Kevin Pollock's head off for a plot. This man leapt out of a window because then what happens? Because I just looked up how tall he is. He's six four. That's John a lot. Of, that's a lot. Yeah, John Lithgow is with, tall. incredibly tall. I would say so. I would only window. look before I leapt out. Of so he jumped out. Luckily, there was a balloon arch underneath him that was able to break his fall, mm-hmm. or else he would have had two fucked up knees later. Captain he's, Holt probably set that balloon arch up. He's sitting there, and he's got the shotgun ready, or he's about to get up, and Denzel's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. And I'm going to cede over to our gut expert here, because I know he probably wrote down this dialogue word for word. He describes exactly Cause Denzel, the gun. Denzel, oh, yeah. he was like, you better stop it right there. You got a something-something shotgun, and before you pump it, I have three rounds into you. And Two in your head, happens. one into your chest, and, and then, then I'm back. Happens. And then I'm back doing coffee and donuts. I love donuts, but I hate paperwork. You got an Ithaca 37 12 gauge sawed-off shotgun with a five-pound slide. Now, in time it takes you to pump it one time, I'll have three bullets in your head, maybe one in your chest. I'll be on my way back to the station doing paperwork and eating donuts. Now, I love donuts, but I hate the paperwork. Yes, pure '90s writing. Smooth. No, I don't care. And then, then, like, Lithgow is, like, about to give up, but for some reason, some chick just comes out of a porta potty and she didn't hear any of this. Yeah, she just, like, randomly comes in the middle of it. And she's like, hey! And then he grabs her. It's not, it's definitely my top five favorite Lithgow lines of this movie because there are quite a few. Ford, back off! Or else she's gonna need a paper bag overhead when her boyfriend fucks what's left of her! And then Denzel decides he's still holding his gun. I'm gonna start stripping. Yes, I wrote, yes, take it off. Yes. He he strips all the way down to his skivvies, to his white boxer shorts. And And this is. Denzel Bade. Which means a pleated uh, He looks... They look pressed, too. He looks... Very. So yummy. It actually... He... Don't he, mean to sexualize one of the greatest actors that's ever lived. Yes, you do. But I do. I'm and pretty it is. sure... Oh, it, you know, just, just, for, just for the ladies' references, he worked out for three hours a day, six days a week, for four months for this scene. Delicious. He went... That you know is, why? Because he's not, you know, you know you what, sure what I appreciate? For the next scene? Because he's not bulky. He looks just really well toned. He's not huge. It's mm. not like Thor body. It's like... He looks like Superman. It's like Captain America body. Like, he just looks great. He looks like you Tone. in your mayday. Oh, <laughs> burn, burn, burn. Okay. I didn't think it was a burn. Was the coffee? It was. It's like you in your heyday, meaning you don't look like that now, Guido. It wouldn't take much. Oh, he's welling up. I do. If I could write, yeah. Oh, stop! That was meant to be a compliment. <laughs> so he finally puts his gun down. He's like, now the only weapon that's left on me is useless unless you're a pretty girl. Now, the only weapon I got left now is useless unless you're a pretty girl. Speaking of pretty girls, why don't you let that one go? And Lithgow's just like, Lithgow's just like, okay, fine, fuck it, I'm going to shoot you. But then Denzel comes out of nowhere. 
He has this extra gun hidden in his butt pocket. Yeah. In the strap. Turns out this man spent time at home and he sewed a holster for <laughs> his, his jock strap. For his Beretta. For and his sh- non-issue. He shoots Sean McGow in the fucking knee and it looks like it hurts. Behind so the bad. back. Behind like, the back. Behind the back. Also, it's not a fucking frisbee. Also a okay? dad who made no efforts to protect his chubby-ass son who was riding, like, a toy. Oh, that kid was fine. He wasn't jumping out. He's this entire thing and is, gives two shits about that chubby-ass son of his. Kid's, like, riding. <laughs> and, and, and when, when the guns start firing, the kid's like, Dad. And the dad's like, this shit's great. And he's filming it. And I'm like, oh, this poor kid's going to die. And you know, dad does not care. There's a lesson there. Right, you know, so yeah, so so this dad, this and this is like a big theme of the of the movie. It's like media portrayal and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. It makes headline news. He's a hero cop and everything like that. It's such good PR that the district attorney, who's played by Lindsay Wagner, yes, Lindsay Wagner, she's a bionic woman. Wow. Oh, okay. She is like, she says to the police commissioner, she's like, look, this is, or the chief actually, she's like, look, this is the best PR you've had in like years. You better, you better milk it. We're going to go talk to him right now. And they go, they go to the precinct. They also call her, what do they call her? Priscilla the Hun. They go. They called it to her face. They go to the precinct. She's, she's a strong woman, so she she's even, a murderer. She even walks into the locker room. Everybody's in there. They're all, like, in a towel or naked. Denzel's about to get up just as she walks in, and then he jumps to the side and hides himself. He hangs down in the movie. Actually, no. Apparently, he doesn't. I asked Matt to pause it and rewind it so I could get a better I knew look. He would. But he wouldn't do it because he was wearing a modesty a pouch. A modesty pouch. You know, so I those... wouldn't have seen anything anyway. Well, what? good for him. I mean, good for him. I want to see his dick. Hey, uh, tuck your dick into the sock. We gotta shoot a scene in the locker room. He explains the whole Beretta in the jockstrap. The DA announces that he's being promoted. He and Kevin Pollock are being promoted to to detectives. Which, you can't just promote people to detective, you have to take a test. I know this from Law & Order SVU. Well, <laughs> if if the chief if the chief makes them detective, I'm sure they'd pass it. Because Olivia had to take all those tests. So did I take. So yeah, so yeah, meanwhile, all of this is happening. John Lithgow is laying in like what we think is a catatonic state because mm-hmm. he's being force-fed his medication. You know, he has to be given his water. And we get a really good look at his bad eye. So they show you. One of them is bad. One of them it is has bad. Film over you can it. see it's the contact. Yeah, it, it's it's a contact lens, yeah. and it was actually apparently his idea. You can see the contact lens. <laughs> to which then he also of course it was his idea. It was his idea, and then it was also his idea to you never apparently see his character blink. You never see his character Earl Talbot Blake. You never see him blink the I didn't whole time. That. Really, Ramona eyes. So. <laughs> so the racist lady? From Real Housewives of New York, yes. Yeah. So, I'm going to make Real Housewives references as often as I can. That's fine. I just want to make sure that we're talking about the racist one. Crazy eyes. We love so, Real Housewives in this house. While he's in while he's in the infirmary, who's on TV but Denzel, who is now his nemesis? I've decided I have a reason to live. Bookman, because there's a guy who's pushing books around. It's kind of like in Shawshank. I said, like, I said oh, Brooks. That, yeah. I said, Brooks works at this prison, too. There's <laughs> a bookman. He's like, he's like, bookman, I got something I decided to live for. Him, I need something heavy. And so he's like, oh, how about Tolstoy? He's like, not heavy enough. Oh, it was his first book. Here's War and Peace. You sound just like him. <laughs> he's like, and give me that thick Bible, too. And and I, maybe I'm going to ask Tammy this after what happens. Like, yeah, the medical nurse. expert. What, what yeah. was he doing? Like, he literally, he tapes the two books to his ankle. I thought he, he was making a splint, but... So forcefully bend his knee. Cause yeah. His knee looks to... Because uh, oh, yeah, he's got some type of rictus going on. Well, so he's he, got to he break was it. shot in the knee. Yeah, he was yeah. shot in the knee. I know, but why does him. he have to put a splint on it to No, bend, I think he was, I think he was putting the weight at his foot to make his knee bend. Yeah. Because I don't think it was going to be able to bend. He'd have to, like, walk with a limp. Is that medically accurate, Tammy? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, And I also said, how is he not restrained? No restraints. They wouldn't necessarily restrain him, but there there typically would be police. Well, no, they're... they're He's killed five people and taken a woman hostage at this point, and he's not restrained in any way, shape, or form. He would be handcuffed. That's what I mean. 
But he no, was but in the he, hospital no, he, he was in the prison. He was in the prison in he February. Wouldn't, he wouldn't be because there. Remember, you see where the nurse and where there was a police guard. There was that a, police guard's not doing his job. There was a nurse. They were behind a fence, mm-hmm. a fenced area. That little book guy was taking his life into his own hands. There, that's on him. Well, he believes in that. Prisoners can be rehabilitated. So then, then we told story apparently. And and I don't really think the nurse and the guard would be watching him like brace his foot and bending his knee. They'd probably go and restrain him. They, they do. They watch him do it. Bad I think, guy's gonna bad guy. I mean, you know I would I mean? say maybe they think they didn't restrain him because he was in like a comatose state. So maybe like they didn't think he was. Him. But as soon as he starts to move and you know put books at his ankles to bend his fucked up knee, then I would he think he them. would. I thought he was gonna take that giant book and bash the the I book. Thought, guy's yeah, poor, yeah, that poor little guy. I thought he was gonna kill someone oh, yeah. with, with the yeah. book. I mean, for yeah. sure. he gets him. Then we get another flashback of like a, a cops style documentary TV show yes. going on. Apparently Denzel, and again, this is a problem with the movie. You really don't get a time reference. I would have really benefited from like a six months later, nine months later, yeah, five so like, years later. So like two years. He had two children. He has two children. You so, don't even realize. So like that. apparently at this point he's a detective, but it's his last day as a police detective because he just graduated law school and he got a job as an assistant district attorney. John Lithgow, who's still in prison, who's his roommate. He's getting moved to a new cell. Cellmate is a very tattooed Yo. former governor of Minnesota. It's the body. Jesse the Body Ventura. Because what would an early 90s, 80s movie be without Jesse the Body Because Ventura? apparently Blake, you know, John Lithgow has been sitting there and has been putting all of his cellmates into the infirmary all the time. They're like, we decided we're going to give them to you so you could have some fun with them. Which you get added onto your sentence when you hurt people in prison. It's That's not like it's a pass. Like, it's not a pass. You can't kill people in prison. I mean, it's a hall pass. It's all self-defense. He just kept saying, he said something and Lithgow just goes, fuck you, cream cake. And then, <laughs> it's the best line. And then, he just, line. and then he just decides, he just starts beating the shit out of Jesse Ventura. He slams his head into the sink, breaks the sink. I'm sure he knocks this whole shelf. He knocks all the stuff and, off. And belongings and, off and it hits him in the head. And then he puts thing. his stuff on the shelf. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff. He knocks his stuff off the top bunk. And then... Because the top bunk in every situation means that you are the best for mm-hmm. whatever reason. I would hate to... I don't, want, I don't like the top bunk. And then we cut back to Denzel. Again, another progression. He is now... Like the star ADA. Like if he were on Law and Order, he'd be the guy that Jack McCoy always sends to do a criminal case. Yes. He's like he's like basically, you know, Raphael Barba. Any of the other star ADAs. And he has a mustache. He has a mustache. He has this really great closing argument, which helps him win this case. Put away it the strangler. It's like a strangler. Night strangler, yes. I said I would vote guilty on Mr. Rogers if Denzel asked me to. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just keep going like back and forth between what's going on between the two of them. So now we cut back to the prison. Jesse the Body apparently is a member of the Aryan Brotherhood, which of course is like the neo-Nazi group in the prison. Yep. He's called his Aryan buddies. They grab Blake and they're going to settle this score because he's pissed off. They're going to settle this score like true Aryan warriors. And how do they do that? How do they uh, do that in true Aryan warriors? They wrap themselves up in like knockoff samurai armor made out of phone books and duct tape. Bone books and I wrote, I wrote Prison American Gladiators. And they have. <laughs> yeah, I got American Gladiators. I was like, Aryan how, gladiators. how the fuck would they get away with this? I said, where are the guards? They, they have been greased. Win. They've been greased. It's such bullshit. All of the guards have been greased. I also thought the I mean, one Aryan the brother was... Um, How much time do you need yeah. to have Aryan gladiators in mess hall? I thought the one Aryan brother with the white blonde hair was MacGyver. <laughs> I was like, is that MacGyver? No, he definitely had a pocket full of Kruger you know what I mean? <laughs> but this fight scene, the way that it was shot and the way that it was depicted and everything was a throwback to the director's Russell Mulcahy most famous film, Highlander. This guy, the that guy was that, one of the best movies of all time. The guy that directed Ricochet, directed Highlander, and that was Holy a shot for shit. shot remake owed to that fight sequence. They're they're fighting, they're fighting. He's got Jesse down, and he's probably gonna let him live. But <laughs> happens circumstance, there is a newspaper clipping on Jesse's chest that was used as body armor, and who's on it? Denzel. So that wasn't on purpose. So he just no. Yeah. 
don't think so. And stabs him. Stabs him. Kills the mustache. Kills him. I didn't real. I thought that that was there on purpose. No. No, no. I don't think so. No. It's just serendipity. Sheer happens. He rips it off and he gives it to the Igor dude. He gives it to Kim. He's like, right. You want to help me out? Clean this off. Meanwhile, the Aryan Brotherhood guy's like, you know, there's like still more of us here, Blake. You got to hang out. He's like, I don't want to be in here. I want to be out there. Right, brother? What do you mean? You got connections? I've got money. What money? What do you say, brother? What money? Apparently he had money. He's got lots of money. He teams up with the Aryan Brotherhood to bust out of jail. And then we cut back. Favorite part of the, to our favorite part of the movie. Well, not favorite part. I mean, our favorite character of the movie. We find out what Ice-T is up to. Because Denzel decides, while he's, you know, this famous political figure, he's going to try and give back to the community. He's mm-hmm. going to try and build this rec center for the kids. At Watts Towers. At Watts Towers. Also, he's now married at this point with at least one kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, time jump. And he lives in a very nice house. Mm-hmm. Very in a nice. very nice neighborhood. Very nice house. Very nice neighborhood. It's like it's like the talking heads. Beautiful house with a beautiful wife and da 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 yeah. But he's decided he's going to go and pay Ice-T. Odessa, he's going to pay him a visit. Uh, Odessa has also moved up. Word on the street is he's now the big man downtown. You know, so he's the guy that runs all the drugs and all the stuff in the area. And Denzel goes there to try and be like, look, I don't care what you're doing. I mean, I care, but you know what? Leave the rec center alone. Don't no s- selling drugs. Don't sell drugs. Don't try to recruit. Don't do nothing. He's like, I know you won't change, but no, you need to stop. Don't do this. He's right like, there. you need to think about the kids. He's like, I don't need to think about shit. And they all so pull good. guns out on him mm-hmm. and everything. And then Denzel's just like, oh, so we're going to play it like that? We're going to play it like that? He pulls a grenade out. Uh-huh. He's like, and he pulls the pin out. And he's like, who's, dun, afraid, dun, dun. who's afraid to die for their beliefs? I'm not afraid to die. Y'all afraid to die? Anybody who's not afraid to die, raise your hand. <laughs> I just wrote down Ice-T is so cool. I think I wrote that about four times. <laughs> I should have... Oh, shit. I forgot to keep track of stuff that you said during this Oh, movie. I said... Well, it would it would just be me... Um, Talking about Ice-T. Ice-T and, sexual, and about sexualizing Denzel. Yeah. Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> I kept going, yes, daddy, yes. Oh. You wrote that on your paper? Oh, well, I wrote yes. I wrote yes, take it off. Yes, naked Denzel. <laughs> I would vote guilty on Mr. Rogers for Denzel. <laughs> Just a lot of Denzel. So, so apparently, Ice-T is cool. you know, Mayor's point with Den- with Ice-T. Because then he goes downstairs and Kevin Pollock's in there. He's like, man, I can't believe it. It looks like you just made the deal with the devil. And then we find out that Denzel's grenade is actually a lighter. He's like, yeah. maybe I just convinced him to turn on air conditioning. Cut back to Lithgow. Lithgow is up for parole somehow. Up <laughs> yeah. for parole. It's a parole hearing. Time has passed. He has killed five people. Time has passed. held a woman hostage. She well, six her. people now because he killed Jesse And Biden. he killed Jesse Ventura. In self-defense. Okay. Well, that's what that's what his uh, his court-appointed attorney is trying to say. He would not be up for parole. <laughs> and, like, the, his cell at this point has pictures that he's either newspaper clippings or photocopies of Denzel Washington all over his walls. Like, it is apparent that he is going to be out to get this. Oh, yeah, thing. he's obsessed. The wall should definitely be collected for evidence. Yeah. I also, like, Later. he has one picture of, like, he's obviously cut out, like, a Nikki lady from, like, Penthouse, and she's on all fours. Yep. I mean, you can totally oh, see, yeah. like, her snatch from behind. Yeah. But it has Denzel's head on her Yes. <laughs> I'm like so clearly he's been he's been shooting loads. Oh, it's like, ew. It's like, it's oh, like yeah. oh my god, why do both our Denzel. movies just have like beautiful girls on the wall? <laughs> it's like Ace Ventura, like it's die, the same movie, really. die, Dan, die. Dear <laughs> <laughs> So good. So, the guard comes up to Lithgow and is like, Blake, the parole board's ready. I hope you flossed. Ew. Which, again, <laughs> another great Lithgow line. The parole board's ready, Blake. I hope you remember to floss. I did. With your wife's pubic hair. They're walking out. Which, just to say, this is the early 90s, that's when things got shaved down hardcore. Not a lot of pubic hair going on in the early 90s. I thought there was bush. No, that's the 70s. 80s and 90s, clean Well, technically there was hairless. According to Matt's dad's photography. 
Not according to Matt's dad's pornography. There was Bush in the 90s, but then Clinton won in 92, so... Oh! I didn't realize my dad was in here. <laughs> Apparently, the, the, the prison wing is going under construction. I keep calling him Matt. I'm sorry. It's okay, Guido. It's okay. For our listeners, there are, Guido is also Matt. There are two Matts, so we just call one Guido. I'm Guido. Yeah. I know, but I can't, I don't call you Matt. Yes, you really do. Hard time. We'll fix it. I'm working on it. Okay, so the way to the parole board is uh, under construction, and if you notice, all of the construction workers are inmates, and all of them are white, especially dun, including dun, dun. The, including the head Aryan. And the and the lawyer is trying to say like she's trying to get them all you know give sympathetic, and they're like, well, what do you think you'll do if you get rehabilitated, Mr. Blake? What will you do if you get out of prison? Well, I guess, Mr. Chairman. That first, I'd pay a visit to your house. To thank me, I suppose. No. To fuck your wife. And your daughter. Hell, maybe even your dog. He's like, I don't really appreciate that. Well, then you're gonna hate this. Somehow he has some makeshift blow dart gun. Pen gun. Pen gun. Pen gun, gun yeah. He shoots the guy. In the kills head. him. Great aim. Great aim. He must have practiced before. And then the, re- the rest of the Aryans all freak out and they start killing the guards Dude. with all the tools. Buzzsaw to the chest. chest. Drill, drill bit to the neck. Why are they present? One and door. Because they're build because the parole boardroom is under construction. They're like working with it. I would also like to point out that we are only forty minutes into this movie. I know, right? So much has happened. It's and so it's only forty minutes into this movie. And then the Lithgow's like crazily, oh. the podcast is longer. <laughs> Lithgow Lithgow is making uh everybody strip and all the Aryans put on like prison guard uniforms or like the suits and everything. Last time I had a gun, I had to come and take all his clothes off. So, strip! Yeah. And so they walk, walk out of the prison They're walking out. The they almost get out. Scott free. Except, apparently we find out that Brooks, the, the Brooks guy with the little the book, book, the book, book man. Guy. We thought he was an inmate, but actually he's just this guy that does this. He's like, oh, hello, young fella. Do you remember me with the books? And with he the- sounds just like that. You do, he does sound like that. To which then Lithgow just pulls a gun out. Bam, bam, and then boom, boom, Total boom, bam, 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 bam. Lots of gunshots. Everybody's dead. Cut to a cliff. It's Lithgow. His gimp and they hijacked the book van. There's and, like a book van. And yeah, the, uh, still box the truck. And the head Aryan, and they're like Aryan. <laughs> okay, Blake. You have until the twelfth to do whatever weird shit you're gonna do. And then we meet at this bookstore, and we're gonna do this, and that's how we get out of the country. He's like, Oh, Jesse, I don't want to do that. I got my way out right here. He pulls out a double barrel shotgun, blows, shoots the Aryan in the head, and then shoots him in the knee, which I'm sorry we didn't bring up earlier because earlier in the movie, Lithgow had the little guy, Kim, swap dental records in their prison file with him and the head Aryan. So they killed the head Aryan, put him in this in this box truck, and blew it up and pushed it off a cliff. Yeah. So, so they, faked, they faked Lithgow's death. The mm-hmm. box truck explodes on the way down the cliff in annoying 90s fashion. Well, it didn't hit anything. It just blew up. Well, they did light a rag and stuff it into the gas tank. So, wouldn't that but but then also the thing that the thing I didn't get was they shot him in the knee. They didn't dig the bullet out, yeah. so the bullet would still be there. I guess maybe they thought the body would be so burnt that they wouldn't check. They got that body pretty quick. When uh, they go and ask Denzel for a comment later. They're like, oh, yeah, we couldn't identify him except for the dental records and that bullet you put in his knee. Did they say that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The bad doctor didn't pull the bullet out of his knee first. Well, not all the fragments, well, I guess. An eight over ten of corn. All right, so then what? Another time jump. So, yeah, Lithgow's out. Meanwhile, Denzel's trying to raise money for this for this rec he center has that he has. two children. <laughs> Again, mm-hmm. time jump. <laughs> so... He ra- he has the he has this thing where he raises the money and at the bar right is it at a bar no it's at, it's, it's at his dad's church it's at his dad's church his jo- dad is played by John Emos okay. great you know, Mr. actor Mr McDowell Mr. from Mc- coming to America but no he's one, also in Roots he's but Blake is actor. also there no, no 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 Blake is Blake is actually at Denzel's house right now posing posing as the power guy. because the power got cut he cut the power and then went in there to fix it drugged the babysitter and the kids. 
Well, I also wrote the babysitter is irresponsible because she lets this rando power control guy talk to those children for way longer than a normal person would allow. He lights candles for them and has like a birthday party with these children. They were there was a meeting and Blake was recording. Yes, he was recording. Yes, he was recording their conversation that they were having prior to this meeting. He did. Denzel also got a little flirty with... Well, he wasn't flirty. He was just being, the bar, just being charming the with, the, with the waitress. Who, in my opinion, was being a little bit too talkative during a business. She was bringing in drinks. She was like, hey! She was well, starstruck. But they're having He's a... Just a district attorney. And not, not even a whole one. An assistant and they're district having a, attorney. And they're having a meeting and talking about like important political and like city events. And she's like, hey, are you on TV? It's like, shut your mouth. And deliver the drinks, girl. It's Go back mustache. to the bar. The mustache. <laughs> I mean, again, Denzel, I get it, but like, <laughs> but, <laughs> but while but while they're at it this, was gross. while they're at this pledge Y'all drive, while they're at this pledge drive, and Denzel and Lithgow is at Denzel's house, which he is watching on a portable TV. You remember those? Yeah. <laughs> he gives Denzel the money that they need for the ten to grand. Get, yeah, to get them over In the cash. top. They get like an anonymous donation of ten grand, which is from which is from Lithgow, which is from Lithgow, which pushes them over their five hundred thousand dollar total that they need to open up the rec center at Watts Towers. Mm-hmm. Denzel's buddy that was going to go drop the money off, he goes to drop it off, and then Lithgow kidnaps him. Well, he also kills him because we find out the next morning. Cleaning lady comes in the next morning and sees his buddy strung up, strung up from a from the ceiling fan, dressed in like S and M bondage gear, and apparently he's got a briefcase. He's a kitty porn. That boy, was a lot. Little boy that was porn. a lot. Too. Yeah, like they actually showed that. I mean, you see like crazy outfit like, on. Yeah, he's wearing like a gimp suit basically, and they open up his briefcase and it's like I child porn. I'm like, um, gimp suit? you. Yeah, he's he's got like I thought it was like like a maid outfit. No, no, no it's like leather. He had like a leather and apron and yeah. chaps on. It was like leather with like stockings. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, he's right. When they open the briefcase and they're like child porn, and you like see yeah, you see the they, naked boys in the front. I'm like, uh. Yeah. Did you see how they were syndicated magazines? Like you could just buy them. I mean, I'm sure they weren't actual child porn books, but it was a little weird that you could see it the covers like and you could see magazines. you could see dick. Like there was I, dick. I did not look that closely at these these magazines. You didn't have to look closely. You saw it. Like it, it was a good shot little, of it. Little boy Really? So basically, John Lithgow has is setting in motion ways of, uh, to cause Denzel to fall from grace. To fa- ca- yeah, so he's implicated Playing his partners. Who was that guy? No, but like, who was he in Denzel's life? He he was a council member okay. that was like trying to help Denzel move up and like he wanted to was, run for politics. Yeah, yeah. Then when like Denzel and Kevin Pollack went and got drunk. To like, because their friend just died. Yes. I mean, they knew this guy for years, mm-hmm. and they don't believe anything that what the news, because the news, of course, is jumping on it, and they're trying to make connections between Denzel being possibly a diddler, too. And during this part of the movie, there's a lot of, like, double focus happening with the uh, with the director. Like, there's, like, his wife's on the phone finding out stuff, and then, like, there's stuff in the, in the background, mm-hmm. and they're both in focus. So yeah. That's, that's something you don't see often. Yeah, I haven't seen that since like Citizen Kane. Yes, <laughs> let's compare those two movies. Well, they're very similar because they're both amazing. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but just as Kevin Pollak leaves Denzel, Denzel is walking to his house, and a car speeds out of nowhere and almost hits him. Ouch! Yes. And he gets knocked into the side. He's like into the curb, and who gets out? John Lithgow. And he hits him over the head with a gun. <laughs> oh my god! I can't do this. It was a ridiculous lie. I can't. This is this is why I hate Kim, but it's also so weird. He's like, I bet he shit his pants. I can't wait to look. <laughs> Craziest line I've ever heard, Maybe and they've already referenced poop. pubic hair in this movie. He's into poop. So isn't that scatological? Okay, well somebody in the 90s is like, yeah, that's gross. We'll run with that. Get as gross as you can. So and all the music. I'm sorry. It, all the music in the background. Is, the music is so it's intense. Fucking, it's predator music. It's, yeah, it yes. is. Yes, it's, it's exactly what it I thought it was. It's like dun dun dun. Like, yeah. It's so intense. Yep. It's not made for this, for some of the, it's made for some of the scenes in this movie. It's not made for all the scenes in this movie. It's a little (laughs) off. The the sounds are off. Remember, like, earlier, the the basketball, which just had too much air in it? Yes. There's something up with whoever's doing sound in this movie. 
Denzel wakes up. He's he's tied to a bed, and they're injecting him with heroin with a speedball, heroin and cocaine. Yeah, so a speedball. Good job, John Belushi special. He's he's fucked up. He's like, he's in an emptied out pool. Mm -hmm. And Lithgow's just like. I'm not gonna kill you. I'm going to let you live. So like, arm wrestle. And he, then he just hooks him up with more heroin. He's still tied to a bed. And what do they do? They get a hooker. Yeah. A hooker comes. Oh yeah. I wrote, I'm jealous of the hooker. <laughs> she, she. I was just saying, this sex. is the she best kidnapping ever. Free sex. drugs, free sex. And I, mean, I said free. You know STDs. what more do you want from a good kidnapping? Really? And then that's us. I think she was a high class prostitute. So she was. She was. She was very good looking. She had a great body. Yes, yeah, but, but it turns out she's not that high right. class. Yeah. Okay. Well, hold on. You but she got that from the toilet seat. Or she also said it's going to be two hundred more for for all of this S and M shit. I'm like, what S and M shit? He just handcuffed to the bed. That's not. I think it, calm down. I <laughs> think she was referring to the camera. And then side note: apparently, this scene was um, there was more to it. Apparently, with test audiences, they really didn't react well to it. Was there a blowing? No, no, no. It's because because Lithgow, like... Too many TM. No, Lithgow tortured Denzel more and more. Test audiences didn't react well to, you know, a white man oh. torturing a black man to the point that, like, he throws up. Because I guess he vomited in it. Ew. That's why, like, when they find him, they leave they leave Denzel on, like, City Hall, basically. I thought you were going to say John Lithgow jerked off while they were um, fucked up. Definitely. But he was, you know, he was, like, covered in vomit and everything. They do all these tests, and he's like, no, no, I didn't do this. Blake did this to me. He did this to me. He did like, where are they doing? Oh, they did it in this hotel, in this pool. Just, they go to the pool, and the pool's full of water. Denzel is going crazy, just apparently. Just further proof of how great of an actor Denzel is. Like, he sold me on him being, like... Batshit crazy. He's going nuts. Like, oh my god, he's going nuts. Like, like, I didn't so do that. Like, even though we watched heroin, what happened to like, him, he's slurring he his words job. and he's just in a fog. Also, and how and they're like Blake's dead. Like, what are they're you like Blake about? is dead. Yeah. What was wrong with you? And they said he had you know coke and heroin, and that he also has the clap, which is gonorrhea. Um, Tammy, how long does it take the clap to show up on a blood test? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. You're a Can nurse. Please tell us how the works and how long it takes well, to also with to time jumps I mean I don't think it would be within but 12 how, hours that's what I'm thinking like how long was did they keep him in that pool in that empty pool cause like I'm sorry even, but even if it's like, like 40, 40 in a, 3 days 3 I'm, days I'm gonna say he was he was, he was kidnapped it, for 72 hours are you gonna test positive for gonorrhea in 72 hours I I don't know I've never that's heard. not gonorrhea I don't know that's what the clap is that's chlamydia. No, they say he tested positive for gonococcal or whatever. That's gonorrhea. Why would they even test him? That's what I say. They just did a blood test. A full, like, they're like, they threw that. No, STDs are not included on a full blood Correct. panel test. You have to get permission to test for STDs. You have to yeah, get permission from the patient. They ask for unless his permission. They're like, Mr. Attorney Styles, disclose. we're going to take some blood for you for some tests. Is that okay? But they didn't specifically ask for STD tests. Like, a full blood panel does not include STD testing. Unless he disclosed that he was raped. Which he didn't. Then, um, which then he they was. most likely would not have done Which that. he was raped. Absolutely yep. he was raped. He Absolutely. Was raped. Yeah. And he did not shit his pants. <laughs> Yeah, unless he told them that he was raped. But but, But then, basically, it's just this long thing where Denzel's fall from grace is all but complete for John Lithgow. Like, he's been ostracized by his wife because of the STD. He's lost his job, basically. He's been suspended. He's been yeah. suspended. No one believes him. No one believes him. No one believes Not him. Not even his wife, really. No. He and looks like a complete lunatic. To which then, Kevin Pollock decides he's going to go and dig deep into Blake's stuff in prison. Kevin he's, Pollock believes him. He's a good little buddy. Because Kevin Pollock finds out he gets Blake's stuff from his jail cell. And they're like, we also found out that apparently... The guy that he escaped with was supposed to meet up at this place with Blake to get a passport to get out of the country. Like an Aryan bookstore. They go that him and Denzel go there. They beat the shit out of the neo-Nazi that's in there. Mm -hmm. I said that that guy looked like the rapist from Shawshank Redemption. One of the sisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, you mean you mean from, from uh, aliens? <laughs> Yeah, the guy from Aliens? He looks so much like that guy. To which then, who walks in but Kim, Blake's little buddy? 
He's like, oh shit! And then he runs back out. And then they run out in the rain, and Kevin Pollock is right after him, and he all, and he shoots his gun, and then BAM! Oh fuck so no! Not bam. He fucking annihilates Kevin Pollock. Yeah. He shoots he him shoots like him eight like, million yeah. times. His partner gets shot. A lot. Again, like a the lot. blood is mm-hmm. insane. The violence is definitely cranked up. Like there was some there was just a bar and somebody just cranked it all the way up. The blood is insane. It was yeah. so sad. To which then and not John Lithgow's wearing gloves and Because he throws, throws the gun, the gun down and to like an Denzel. Idiot. Denzel catches it. Well, he's coming off of the speedball. It's not kind of instinctual, clearly. don't you think? If somebody throws something at you, you just... Well, he picks it up to fire back at John Lithgow to kill him, but there's no more bullets left, and now his prints are on the gun, so everyone's going to think he killed Kevin Powell. And yeah, John Lithgow yells at him and tells him that. Yeah. He's like, you're an idiot! Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile, true to Kevin Pollock fashion, as he died, he ended on a one-liner. He was like, hey, bud, Blake's alive, right? If he wasn't, how did he just kill me? Yeah. Oh. So now Denzel is wanted for murder for killing Kevin Pollock because the cops, you know, were chasing after him. But Larry is dead. No. But then Denzel gets this idea. He's going to try and trap Blake on doing this, but he needs help. Who does he call? Odessa. Odessa. First, he goes home to collect his family and weirdly has an entire box of road flares under his Yeah, um, I, I, was, I had that. I was like, who has that many flares? Who has a box of flares? So he, he collects his wife and two little girls who are adorable, gathers his box of road flares, and takes them to the drug den of iced tea. In their limousine. <laughs> which, which mean, limousine. Which, meanwhile, every time you see iced tea, if you haven't noticed, the music he performs is playing in the background. That's just good PR, man. I mean, Ice-T is a hustler. But then... He's a doer. He's a doer. You gotta make shit happen for yourself. No one's gonna do it for you. To which then, <laughs> we don't we don't fully know the extent of Denzel's plan. It cuts to Lithgow and Kim going to this this crazy, like, that sex dungeon bar. bar. Very strange Yeah, from. so, uh, there's a very large... So, there's it starts off... a very off, diverse like, crowd of naked There's a chainmail face. There is no body like, shaming okay, in this bar. Okay, we got some... We got medieval armor on these chicks. They got tattoos. It's a nice ass. And then, boom! Jabba the hut. And you're like, <laughs> there's no one seeing that! It was a... There's a, lots a, of people very, seeing that, a, you mean. A lot of naked women of all shapes and sizes, and Every. also a lot of men pouring drinks on a bar who are below four foot five. Yes, little people. Yep. Yeah. Well, who are they, missing they walk, half their jaws? Did you notice that guy? Like basically had like half his face gone. Like yeah, would, like he didn't have like a like he, it looked like he had had his lower jaw removed. I want to go. Like I want to go to a bar where like that was the craziest bar I've ever seen. Where a little person <laughs> pours a shot into your hand as you hold it like that. Yeah, because because they're walking on the bar that mm-hmm. your shots. Are it was on. the weirdest thing I've ever but seen. To, but to make it even weirder, it has a, it has a TV. With the nightly news playing right yeah. there. Doesn't seem like the kind of bar that would have the news. Leave it down. I need to hear the news. Where you're able to hear what's happening. Lithgow's watching. He's thinking that Denzel's about to get arrested. And he's like, nope. Denzel's going to kill himself. He's up on a building. He's up on the roof. And he's doing his best James Cagney from White Heat. Made it, my top of the world. And Lithgow, so I guess that bar isn't that far away from that building. Because Lithgow... <laughs> And Kim make it there in like record time. But why? Because it's ruining his plan. Yeah, it's ruining. Yeah, he just because it's not because he wants Denzel to end up in jail. Like he did. He doesn't. He doesn't want Denzel to die. Denzel dies, and he he wants him to go to. He wants him to go to prison. So then we find out that Denzel is actually faking it because Denzel. He blows up the building, but he jumped into uh, a fireproof chute from Ice T's crack. a million shot. From Ice T's, you know, crack. Then I also said, and "Isn't Ice T pissed that his supply is getting blown did, up?" I, I wrote, "I wrote here. Does Ice T know that his drugs are on fire?" I mean, that's how he makes his living. Apparently, their childhood friendship. But also, apparently, <laughs> they they are working out. Oh. And plus, I'm sure Ice T, knowing Ice T as I like to think I know Ice T. <laughs> He probably has multiple factories and other safe houses, so this is just the one that they know about. Shit, man, I'll claim his own insurance. Yeah, like that. Then they end up at the towers, you know, where the the rec center is going to be built and all that. Now you try to take away my homeboy's dreams. Now you're the one with the nightmares. You want to find out who really got the power? Bring your punk ass to the tower. And with Gal... Because Kim got abducted. Mm-hmm. Thank God for that. Thank I God. Know. I, I wrote on the strip club scene, I was like, he is, he 
his buddy is so freaking annoying. So annoying. So they're they're at the towers now. They're at the towers. Listen to this little thing about the towers. So this is in LA, and I was born and raised until I was nine in LA. And my dad worked for an engineering company, Anco. And what they would do is they would travel in different businesses and they would earthquake test them. Well, oh, okay. one of those places was these towers. And my dad actually installed strain gauges on these towers because wow. they were constantly falling down because they're made of steel and concrete and brittle and they didn't like wind or earthquakes. And he was deemed to be a danger and needed to be ripped down. Uh, cool. My dad threw touch these towers. Wow. Neat. Did he get electrocuted when he did it? No. Oh shit! Spoilers. Sorry. Well, he said it's all in Watts, so a huge fence had to be. Yeah, Watts. Yeah. Then Kim just is like, "You dumb fuck! Or you didn't ruin uh, Styles' life. You pissed him off. He's mad now, and he's coming after you." And then, thankfully, John Lithgow kills Kim. Thank God. Yeah. Thank Igor you. is dead. Igor is dead. So annoying. And Denzel shows up. He's like, oh, is that how you treat your friends? I'm glad we're enemies. The smooth talking. The smooth talking is back. He's just like. Climbing up that iron building. I got everything. I got. This is where parkour started. I got I got VHS laser disc fancy cars all thanks to you and you didn't get shit. He said laser disc. I thought of your brother. And meanwhile. Ice-T and his gang, they've cordoned off the area so the cops can't get there, but they let the TV crews in. Yes. So the TV crews can see that Blake is alive. They're like, oh, shit. Is that Earl Talbot Blake? Because, you know, that's like a name that is synonymous with everybody knows. They're like, yes, I know who the president is. I know who Superman is. And I know who Earl Talbot Blake is. It's big in L.A. They know Nick Styles' career. Yeah, they know Denzel's career. And, you know, he's famous from taking his clothes off. That curly-haired blonde lady is following his career from day one. Curly-haired blonde woman who is also... In Die Hard. The news reporter in Die Hard. And apparently it's the same same character, too. It's the same character. It's a shared universe. They're They're trying to set up an MCU... Shared universe. She plays thing. the same character in this movie. I kind of love it. My favorite Ice-T line in this movie is they uh, hit these two patrol cops in the back of the head. Yeah. They're like, it's okay, officers. We're in the district attorney's assistance club. We assist in the district attorney. So don't make me club your ass or something. While like. holding a club. So good. It's like this, and it's quite an elaborate plan for these gangsters. But apparently they. But apparently they all knew it because they all had cell phones. Kevin McAllister could handle it. I mean, so can Ice T and Denzel Washington. So it ends up basically they're having this like showdown, climbing up this these towers, and they're fighting. And Denzel's also got like rope gear and all that stuff because he decides he's gonna just go woo and swings off. And just as he swings off, and Lithgow's about to try and cut the rope. They electrocute the towers. Yes. Which did you talk about the spike? That's no. about to happen. Well, no, 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 spike no. in Denzel's arm. Oh yeah, because oh. th- they try during to, the fight. They try during the fight. Lithgow impales Denzel's arm onto a Poor spike. Denzel. And that's right when. Through, what are those bones there, nurse? What bones? It was in his bicep. I yeah, thought. Yeah. No, it was in the knee. No, it was in the knee. No, it was in the knee. I promise you, it was in the forearm. But it. I do. But he. I will bet you ten dollars. I'll take the money, bitch. Fine. We right. will conclude this bet next episode. Okay. But Denzel jumps off and is repelling from the thing as Lithgow gets electrocuted. He falls off and he gets impaled and yes. he's dead. Fucking flatted, dude. It like, right through his back, out through his chest. So much blood and gore. I also thought it was disgusting how the news crews were filming. Kiss my ass, Gail. This this John Lithgow just lying there off of a stake. Well, you know he's a murderer, so whatever. Poor Kim is hanging from the building, like crucified. That guy sucked. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It's on like the nightly news. He was a sick good. He's so gross. I'm glad the character is dead. That's the the end of the movie. Yes. Denzel is vindicated. What a great movie. Denzel is vindicated. Denzel is vindicated. He tells the media to kiss his ass and kisses his wife. 
And then roll black. No, more, qu- no queen music. No stinger. More iced tea. More iced tea. The music is so, so great. Well, I love iced tea. All right. Well, you know what? That's the end of that one. I, I'm not going to lie. I know I basically soft pitched this one. Yep. It's a soft pitch. So, of course... It's in the home run derby. I know I knocked it out of the park mm-hmm. with this one because surprisingly, this did have all the workings to be a hit movie when it came out. It was just unfortunately at the time was released when a similar plot movie came out literally the same weekend. This came out oh. the same time when Martin Scorsese's remake of Cape Fear came out. Oh, so good. So that's like very similar. Yes, yes. Very so similar. Like, had this movie come out at a separate time in a different, it probably, we'd be talking about it like we talk about other movies. I also said when we were watching it, I was reminded of like Law Abiding Citizen mm-hmm. with, with Jerry Butler. with, J- with Gerard Butler and Gerard Jamie Foxx. I call him Jerry. You know, we're friends. Um, <laughs> with, Jer- with, Jerry, with, with Jerry, me and, and, and Jamie Foxx. Like kind of reminded me of that. I kind of know I came in here with a stacked deck. Okay. So, Allison, Allison. Did you like this movie? I loved this movie. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> I was a little hesitant because I do not share your opinions of Highlander, and I think that is a garbage dump. But can't wait to do, can't wait to do it on the podcast. Well, then. The but I really liked this movie. I love Denzel. In my opinion, even the worst Denzel movie is 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 so good. And I love John Lithgow as a, as a villain. I think he's really good at it. Were some of the lines a little bit crazy? With your the, wife's pubic head. Yes. That's and, funny, though. And the violence was when the buzzsaw to the chest happened, I was like, holy shit. Like, Have you not is seen that when I rang your doorbell? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just very, um, it was, it was, I wasn't, very expe- 90s. I wasn't expecting like the, the blood packs to be that um, exuberant. I love me some iced tea. I always have. I love Denzel. I liked it. I did. I did. I would watch it. Again. Jamie? You did come in with a full deck. You knew I loved Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. The music was great. I love iced tea. Music? I <laughs> No, just the iced tea music. <laughs> I thought that the lines were really clever and witty and funny and I love John Lithgow as the bad guy. How about this movie is getting good writing credits and my movie was like <laughs> I love Denzel as the hero in many movies, and this may even be my, like, new favorite Denzel movie. I mean... I I was worried that I ruined it when I said you actually don't see his dick in it. Unfortunately, you get very few, like... I don't need to see his dick. I I mean, I do, but (laughs) you get very few, like semi-naked Denzel movies. He's he's a very respectable actor and he doesn't tend to take his clothes off. So this is obviously early in his career. He won't hang Dom for free. He did very well. So I so I, I am a yes. I I enjoyed it. Would watch again. I watched it twice already because I watched it by myself and I watched it with Guido. So I had lots of guns. I, guns, I scored. explosions, death. As soon as he described the one gun, I was like, well, Guido likes this movie. Because honestly, he was like, you have an AK-47 with a two-barrel, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, It was a shotgun with a five-pound slide, and... (laughs) By the time you get one pump, I got two in your chest, one in your head. It was like listening to Ralphie say, I want a Red Rider car reduction to an air rifle. With a compass and a stock and a thing that tells time. Like, the only other... uh, Yeah, in my opinion, the only other Denzel movie that like creates tension like that would be that the out of time. This Sorry. one he's a he's a, a cop in, in in Florida. Oh. And he's playing around with the department's money. That I'm not in that movie. Okay. okay. I was thinking you know the stakes haven't been that high since Virtuosity. But I'm sorry. Please continue. I love this movie, mm-hmm. and uh, some I mean it had some weirdisms. Like Your wife's like, pubic head. The uh, the. Uh, no, don't get me wrong. I love ultraviolence. I've been They're, keeping track of how many times you say pubic hair, and uh, <laughs> is it five? It's at least five. You're watching a movie, and if you're watching, it has your attention already. And then sometimes in this movie, you do a double t- to the thing you're watching. Like they didn't just yep, what? pubic yep. hair flossing. Okay, that's the line you're gonna go with. Yep. Like I know there were several takes to yep. this fucking uh, scene. I'm gonna check his. You're, I want to know. Like, I love like, how the 
pubic hair line has you guys mesmerized when they like because strap ten scenes to their bodies. No, actually, no. The line that weapons. the line that reso- the lines that resonated with me hair made of like steel wire. Yeah, like, like no. and they did that in the cafeteria, like no Crazy. bars or anything. No, the line that resonated with me the most. Oh man. I, I bet he shit his I pants. I bet he shit his pants. I can't wait to walk. It's just so gross. <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, how about, all right, so. I guess I, in my nurse mind, it didn't pick right, up. You were like, me. I do that all the time. Favorite, it's just shit. My favorite part of the movie is when he is talking to the, the his boss, the district attorney, and more evidence has come to light as to, you know, uh, his his 72-hour escapades. Right. And she, he, at one point, he goes, all right, well, she didn't give me the clap. All right, maybe she did. Oh, she did oh. give me the clap, but... I wrote that, I wrote that down, but I felt like we were a little pressed for time. I was like, he is doing a spot on Jeff Goldblum right here. Like, ah, 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 ah. I didn't get the clap. She didn't give me the clap. There was the one on the table, and I didn't do that. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. It was good back and forth. All right, well, good choice, Matt. Tammy, you're uh, yes, yes, next. Yes, yes, next. So next week, I am channeling my basic self, and we are going to be watching... That is your theme. <laughs> mean <laughs> Girls. <gasps> Written by T- Tina Fey. Yeah. Starring Lindsay Lohan. Starring Lindsay wait. Lohan in her heyday. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah. So, right, so uh, try to watch Mean Girls. It shouldn't be that hard. Very easy to find. You know, tune into our podcast. Where it's going to thank you on Wednesday, so be sure to wear pink. On Wednesdays, we wear on pink. On Wednesdays, we wear pink. It's a plastic My dad didn't invent toaster strudel. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and none for Guido. Goodbye. And none for Guido. Oh my God, Danny DeVito, I love you. We do love Danny DeVito in this house. So tune in next week when we talk about Mean Girls. and so uh, good lines. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.